Hey y'all, this is Ginger DeVries, guest number 56 of the podcast encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast God's love. All things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who's called according to his purpose. God has sent Jesus to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. Freedom, my friends. That season may not be the thing that you wanted necessarily, but God needs you to learn something. God has given her an ability to help people change the narrative of their life. If you do not genuinely believe in prayer, then there's no point in doing it. Hindsight with God, you understand, but yeah, in the middle of stuff, you just gotta hang on and trust Him. We're not supposed to do for God, we're supposed to be for God. The doing is a side effect. God is able to bless you abundantly. If He can take care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, so more can He do for you. My family and my husband and I sat in the store before we opened and we just prayed over the store and that we would unapologetically show the love of Christ. It's all going to work together for your good. If you love God, you just continue to stay humble, seek God, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. God's word says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast his love. From Scotto Albritton Studios, here's your host, Ricky. Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for Him. And we are in a theater today. Yes. Yes. Annie Gray. (laughs) Annie Gray is with us. She is the assistant manager at the Rex Cafe at Generation Church on Palafox Street in downtown Pensacola. And set the stage for us, Annie. Where are we right now? This is so cool. We are sitting in a silent theater. Well, it's just because it's just us two. Uh, Everyone's off work today. Yes. But we are sitting in a restored 1930s movie theater. Generation Church bought the building in 2012 and renovated it and kept it to its original format as possible. So we are in our quote-unquote theater seating, looking up at a stage with lights. Uh, We had an event here last night, so it's set up with tables and chairs and red curtains, red velvet curtains, um, original brick wall that... um, brick walls yeah that you can see some of them are even hand rolled really Um, if you look yeah if you go along the walls you can actually see some of them are spiraled and that's because back in the day they actually hand rolled some bricks I had no idea I don't know yeah (laughs) but it's crazy so we kept as much as possible Um, they had to go through three foundations actually to even like make the building solid and wow but yeah we kept uh, they kept it at to the original format as possible. So we are seeing stadium seating behind us. We're in the floor seating right now. Yeah. And you can hear the little bit of the cafe and the steamer of the co- of the espresso machine. Yes. <laughs> it's so neat to be here and see what God has done here. I've been to church here on on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. I've been to an event here for A21 Pensacola where they were mm-hmm. talking about human trafficking. I've mm-hmm. done a small group here. It's still going. Bible Boss Babes meets yeah. here every other Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Annie, for letting us do that. But God is here. 
and mm-hmm. he is moving and he's doing cool things here. Well, and that was the whole point. It's like when, um, so Generation Church used to be called Harvest and back in the day and they started in the old silver screen theater. And if you're an OG to Pensacola, yeah. you, you know that where you ate your crappy pizza yeah. <laughs> and watched a movie in swivel chairs. Yeah. Um, so they met there. And then when that closed down, they went to the AMC and then they've been at the rave. Like they've always been in a theater and so when this building was up for sale in around 2012 um, back then real estate was real cheap yeah <laughs> yeah and, and we all thought it was so high yeah, I know and it's now like, it's what? Back. no they're um, selling it for what who do they think exactly. they are yeah. and so <laughs> they bought it and they raised the money and have restored it so the yeah. church does their services in the theater on Sunday mornings um, on the third floor is our offices and Sunday school classrooms mm-hmm. and then we have a half second floor where the mezzanine were actually the old project used to be okay and we were renovating it to a conference kind of meeting space that's upstairs yeah I'll, I'll take you up there later girl okay it's really small but it's a great space if you're having a small event or a meeting we had a donor event last night and they had their catering up there okay um which was really great and that was the original kind of cafe mindset and so, but then they knew um that they wanted to make the lobby accessible to yeah. the community and be open more than just on Sundays and it's taken a while um, yeah. I joined the church uh, about six years ago okay um and then i've been on and off staff in various roles for the past like two to three years yeah um so the but the cafe has been in the works for several years and then it just kind of finally aligned with the right people available at the right time yeah and so we started renovations last december and then we soft opened in april and then grand opening in june and so it's just uh it's kind of like a the next wave of the way generation church wants to be a part of this community yeah. and um and those who have been around in Pensacola, you know, we've gone through phases of growth mm-hmm. and transformation downtown. And then growing up here, I remember when the only thing I could go do was take my ballet classes. And then you didn't go to the rest of the Palafox Street. It didn't even matter. Like, really? It, it was, there was like, there was it's Frank like Bennett. No. no, Frank Bennett, was, this was before even Global Grill took over. Like um, Frank Bennett's was the only restaurant downtown really that was nice. Yeah. Everything else, it was kind of like seedy and not like great. Yeah. Uh, besides the offices. So it's been in the past, like I think now like six, seven years, that's really transformed, you know, and Studer's coming in and done a lot of stuff. And oh then, my goodness. Yes. Quint and, Studer's hand is like in many and things. And, um, and <laughs> thank it, you, Quint Studer. <laughs> yeah. And it's been great because a lot of people now like more our age have really taken ownership of the small business market. Mm-hmm. And so now half the restaurants downtown are owned by people our age that yes. either grew up here. <laughs> yes. um, and it's so it's it's fabulous to see like all the growth. And so it was just the right time now for Generation Church to be like, okay, cool. It's our it's our turn now to be part of it. So opening yes. the doors for the cafe, our whole goal, like our, our motto is from sip to soul because we want to not only serve you a delicious, scrumptious yeah. cup of coffee, but we want to make sure that your soul is enriched when you get here. So mm-hmm. providing we're just a little small cafe. We're oftentimes kind of quiet, but that's the whole point yep. is for you to come here, have a little break from the world, rejuvenate your soul. We can have some good conversations or you can bring people to have great conversations yes. here. And that's what we wanted to provide at that space for the community. Yep. And we've really seen that grow as you know, your Bible study that you're leading is meeting here. We have a writer's group on Friday. There's several other like great First Baptist Church. That we love them. They come all the time with people to talk. Awesome. And so we're really open to anyone to come and, and do things. And that, that's what we wanted to be. So yeah, yeah, it's been, good. it's been really great to be a part of it and be part of the church as we've, um, 
progress through that and and navigating downtown and how to be a part of it and so i think we found our little niche i think so yeah i like the sip to soul yeah that's a, that was something i think Luis Luis came up our manager he's also the pastor over the cafe yeah um, that's the thing too <gasps> wait what so yeah so he's one of our pastors. that's the whole thing is like the rex cafe is considered a ministry of generation church yes we're not just like a coffee shop we are considered as an outreach and so we don't look like normal outreaches and i think that's the point oh my gosh um, this is like anybody who's listening to this podcast okay so this whole podcast like the purpose of it is to encourage others to use their position no matter mm -hmm. what it is to broadcast god's love not like mm -hmm. your love or how you feel that day or yeah. whatever it's to like die to self pick up our cross and follow jesus and go do that and wherever he has us wherever he's mm -hmm. placed us and so you guys are like yeah we'll wear that hat and we'll have a coffee shop and we'll mm -hmm. have a pastor over a coffee shop yeah, and so that's kind of, yeah, awesome. it's, it's the point. So he's called the, the coffee faster. Um, yes. That's his nickname for us. But yeah, he comes from, he's from France. Um, he worked with uh, our worship pastor, Brian Ost, with his family over in France, because Brian Ost's parents are missionaries over there. Okay. And then when he moved over, he married an American, yeah. and they moved over to Las Vegas about a year ago or so. Um, and then there's through, when, you know, just times and alignment. And so he comes from coffee world and loves it. And and so he came over and he's a pastor. So he, he, yeah, he kind of, he gets it. He's the pastor <laughs> of the coffee shop. Yeah. Okay. So would it be weird if I like encouraged whoever's listening, but like encouraged all of us who's like a part of this conversation right now? Like, I mean, I know not all of us are called to be a pastor, mm -hmm. but like use the gifts that God has given you, if that is mm -hmm. to be a pastor, in the position that you're in. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It doesn't have to. I think that's something, too. Um, you know, one of the things is, well, do you absolutely love coffee? I'm like, yes, I do love coffee. Yeah. I work in a coffee shop. However, that is just the vehicle. That's yes. what I've always seen because I also got into the, uh, the mocktail world and kind of in, in the cocktail world, too. Yeah. I used to work with more bars and stuff. Yeah. And um and I would just sit at a bar and I would have the most interesting conversations, faith-based yes. conversations. I know, me too. Um, over a gin and tonic. And it's, yeah. so for me, it's it goes back even to the verse about the well. Like yes. the coffee shop is just another well. And so going back to, yeah, the coffee is the vehicle for the pastoring or for the conversations to mm -hmm. happen. So it's like, what is your niche? What is your vehicle and then using what you're talking about, the pastoring. Um, I mean, like the only things that really separate some pastors from everyday people is a, a certificate of a theological degree and an or or um, being ordained. Right. That that honestly, that's it. Yeah. Like that that's where you get your title of a pastor. But every one of us is is called. Yes. To to share Christ's love through your actions and through your words and being an encouragement right. and a light. So it's like that's okay. Yeah. So do that. <laughs> okay. So there's this song I'm listening to right now. It's called "I'm So Blessed." And it's like, mm. I'm so blessed. It's like, on my worst day, I'm a child of God. On my best day, I'm a child of God. It's like so good. I'm not a singer, but it's like, I want your recording though. oh my gosh, it's so good. It's like, every day is a good day because it's like, and Jesus is the reason why, you know, yeah. like I'm a child of God. Like if you're a Christian, if you're, if you're a Christian, you are a child of God. You are a mm -hmm. child of love and light. And like, mm -hmm. you should walk with your head held high. You know, like you should have confidence. Like mm -hmm. God is with you and he's in control and he's got your day already planned out. And we just have to trust him. We Like that's so crucial. So yeah. um, 
I love you. I love this idea of sip to soul, mm -hmm. that there's so much purpose in a cup of coffee, that you're like, yes, I'm going to do this. You're just mm -hmm. so talented and gifted. And when I see you here, you're such a people person. Mm -hmm. You talk to a lot of people during mm -hmm. the day. And I would just like to know what do people come in here with? Um, are they like upset or happy? How are you able to change the course of their day through the ministry that you're a part of? Oh yeah. Well, we have so many, that's like one exciting thing about the cafe. And I was just talking to a few people the other day about it is like, okay, so I might be a little politically incorrect here, but when you typically think of a church coffee shop, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, only Christians are going to show up. Only faith Right. people are going to there yeah. be there um and and so it's like you think you're only going to get one demographic or one economic yeah. status no we have such a wide variety i was even talking um and i would say that like 90 percent of our um customers um who are now like more acquaintance friends for me are non-christians yeah 90 to 95 percent of them they feel the authenticity like we are just ourselves we are going to have a standard to our coffee yeah. we are going to have a standard to our service but we are doing it with our own personalities mm -hmm. and being genuine in front of you and not just putting on our customer service face right i mean i do have my moments where i do speak in different tones to different people who walk up to me <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I might speak deeper to one person and more like light like in my higher register to a group of college girls yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah exactly but yes. I think the thing is at the end of the day I'm being myself and so mm -hmm. I think that's how we do it is just by being our authentic selves and genuinely caring how their day is going now it is sometimes hard to be like okay well tell me all your light like yeah. tell me all that's troubling you we don't always get to have that when we're making the drink and behind the bar yeah but I think just extending that hey how is your week going hey I remember that and remembering those small details I think that's something too is we all want to be noticed and we all want to feel seen and loved mm -hmm. and so as a barista remembering those small details of hey I remember last week you were having a rough week is this week better even yes. that's a vague statement but I remember overall right and I think that's the it's those little things how we reach um each person mm -hmm. on that level and asking them about your day we have like quite a few regulars now so it's really easy we know what when they come in and stuff to to remember those little details about them. So yeah. I think the type of people we have all range, and it you know some are like more silent types and don't really care if you talk to them, and then some are super chatty and want to sit there and talk to you for the whole time you're making yeah. your drink. Yeah. Um, by the way, if I ever seem glazed over, I'm sorry. I'm trying to hear the steaming of the wand, the shots being pulled, your voice, and the music's playing. It's like super loud when that steamer goes. Yeah. Yeah. You've talked a little bit about what you do here at the coffee shop, but is there anything else that you would like to share about what you do here at the Rex Cafe? I think right now we're still like, cause it's grand opening. So there's a lot of flux and there's a lot of adjustment and figuring out. So it's like our roles and what's happening is kind of different. So I'll spend like one week being super barista behind the bar. And then the next week I'm on like events and catering. And yeah. So like I wear a lot of different hats as well as a lot of people in nonprofits do, yeah. um, which is fun. And so I'm primarily over the, like the marketing and then the daily operational side of things, Yeah. Um, which has been a lot of fun. Um, really? Kind of, well, kind of learning it. Now I'm more definitely the creative end and the people okay. person. So spreadsheets and numbers are not my talent, <laughs> but it's part of it, but it's part of yeah, it and doing the things. Yeah. There are some things that maybe you're not the best at, but they're yeah. part of 
what you need to do in order to do what you're really good at overall yes, and understanding true. it. Like I'm a very well-rounded person and believe you need to understand the whole picture yeah. um, and know how to do the whole picture, but may you don't need to focus on yep. ev- like being perfect at everything. Yep. So I think that's something that's like here. It's like, this is kind of um, in my whole career. Like I, I've been like over 13 years now um, in off and on between digital media, nonprofit admin ministry yeah. and stuff like that. So it's like, for me, I'm kind of using all of the skills that I've acquired over the past 13 years mm-hmm. to put them in one place. Cool. Which is, which and then is we nice. get that. Yeah. We, we get, get that. that. So yeah. I helped open a, f- a coffee shop. I've worked in the coffee end of things from cold brew to like restaurant style stuff. And then I've been doing marketing and digital media for like 13 years yeah. and like all of that jazz. So it's really nice to finally have like some of these talents all coming together. Yeah. Um, which is, which is great. God so, is so good to do that. Yeah. He really, is. and I've always wanted to be in ministry. Like I started out as a theater major and I knew um, at some point I was like, I didn't want to go to Broadway. Like that wasn't my thing. And I, okay. I knew that. And I so, could so see you on Broadway. I love theater and I love doing it, but I knew I had a season for it. Even though I can act, I'm horrible in real life of hiding my emotions. Yeah. I wear my heart on my sleeve and you can see what's going on my face. So it's like now I see a lot of like the skills and talents. There's also always just something spiritual that each job that I've had mm-hmm. that God's been trying to show me and teach me through that. Um, cool. And so which has which is good some of, but it, it's it's hard it really is especially when I'm a very ambitious future forward thinking go-getter it's really hard for me to be still in the moment yeah and be patient in a season yes um, I learned a lot on how to do that in the past year or two but I, I think it's like um, recently just in this current season I've really started to own that mm-hmm. um, how well yeah and so like um, without going too much into my past I've had a lot of trauma, tragedy, whatever you want to call it in the past year and a half, like uh-huh. aside from COVID and what everybody else was going through. Okay. I lost a lot of uh, personal relationships, physical material stuff, like back to back. And so in that, and then plus with um, just my childhood and past and where I come from, I've always been in survival mode. Really? So I've always been thinking forward and I'm finally in a season where I can just sit and thrive <sighs> as the term, the trendy term to use. And that is one of the hardest things I've ever am experiencing yeah. is like just how to live. Like um, I've always been a very adventurous go seeker anyway and living like it seems like I live life to the fullest and I yeah. try. Um, but it's living the day to day daily. That's super hard for me because I've always had to be overcoming some major life obstacle, um, wow. whether it's a, a turmoil uh emotional or it's me starting my life over again like that type of stuff um and so i'm finally in a season where i'm in a stability i have stability and i have a stable place and, mm-hmm. but i'm used to so much drama and trauma around me yeah but i don't really have as much you anymore. don't and thank so you I'm jesus sitting, which yeah. is great but i'm sitting here and i'm going but i don't know how to be you don't have to live in survival mode anymore. No. You don't. No, I don't. But I learning unlearning how to be in that survival mode yeah. is like one of the hardest things. And I I any I know there's other people that are, are going through that even in a small amount. Yeah. But I have been living over thirty plus years in that. Yeah. And so coming off of that has been one of the hardest and realizing it too because that's a whole other thing you can realize okay i need i'm in i'm in this new season where i can just thrive but you don't even know who you are 
because yeah. your personality and your characteristics have been built off of all of the trauma or the overcoming or the overachieving and you just don't know how to just exist. exist. I can tell you that um, on your best day, you're a child of God. <laughs> right? That's why I was just like, that's a great reminder. And like yeah. for me, I have to constantly remind that. Okay. <laughs> it's like I know it, but that doesn't mean I like know it. Know like, it. it. No, well, it's owning it. I, there's a difference between knowing and owning because I'm really good at rationalizing and being logical mm-hmm. in my head. But I, owning it is an entirely different thing than knowing it. Yes. Um, and that's so, huge. Okay. Yeah. We're going to pause right here. I want you to speak to the person who's listening to this and they just heard you say what you said and it made an impact on their life because maybe they didn't know that they were actually functioning in survival mm-hmm. mode like hey crazy crazy like mm-hmm. they didn't know that until mm-hmm. you were like oh I don't have to function in survival mode I can thrive mm-hmm. can you encourage <laughs> that person I think the biggest thing is to um, get honest with yourself now when I like w- finally came to realize like this is the season that I'm in uh-huh. um, not everyone can do this but if you even if you have to do it in small doses I literally took three weeks off of life um, I had to, I'm one of those people that's easily distracted. So I had to literally go to Scotland. I knew some missionaries and I yeah. went to go stay with them. Um, and I literally had a, tickets were super cheap in January when it's freezing cold, like go yeah. somewhere where there aren't distractions. I'm not saying if you need a beach, great, go to the beach. But yeah, I went to a cold place in the countryside yeah. with like horrible internet. <laughs> and You're like, I'm um, gone. I'm gone. Yeah. Like it was a 40 minute walk into town. I didn't have a car. Cool. Like I, I hermited. Um, and I got, but was it good real, for you? Yeah. I okay, got real okay. myself. This is what I'm encouraging is if you realize that you're in that season, mm-hmm. you're going to have a lot of things coming at you and c- things coming up and bubbling up. Now, if you're not able to just like take a little bit of a sabbatical and go deal with that stuff, like all at once, yeah, that's fine. But then you need to do small portions of it. You need to find a way to get rid of all the distractions. Yeah. So that way you can just sit and be. And sometimes you're not going to instantly know um, everything, but um, God will God will meet you there. Yeah. And he he works in layers. So he's going to like okay. For instance, I had a I I'm single and I live a um and I live alone and it's really hard for me to sleep. It was really hard for me to sleep in the dark. Like even I needed just a little bit of light. Yeah. And you think oh well she's afraid of the dark. Well. Mm, <laughs> it's a little bit bigger than that. Yeah. Um, and so that was that was a baseline thing. It's something I dealt with in Scotland. I was alone in a castle in a tower. <laughs> yeah. With with no one around me. Oh my goodness. And in pitch black dark. And I it took me four nights before I would fall asleep. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Even listening to worship music, like I had to. Yeah. And but it was like you just have to face those things. So yeah. like it. Sorry, some of this isn't like chronologically making sense in my head. But um, it's like when you notice you're coming into that season, just go ahead and do the work. Oh, yeah, here we go. Okay, train of thoughts coming. Um, so the verse that was given to me when I realized this was actually in First Chronicles. Um, and it was David when he was talking to Solomon yeah. about uh, building the temple. Okay, so there's two, this is a whole verse. First uh, Chronicles, and we're going to 28, 20. So the verse says, Then David said to his son Solomon, 
Be strong and courageous and do the work. Don't be afraid or discouraged for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He won't leave you or abandon you until the work for the service of the Lord's house is finished. Yeah. Now, in context, this is dealing with the temple, like that's uh, and building of it. Um, but that verse was given to me of going and doing the work, because since you've been in survival mode and so much has happened to you, mm -hmm. um, whether you realize it subconsciously or in your body, because trauma is stored in the body, like all the things but you're going to have to be willing to deal with all of that in order to thrive. Right. It's not just going to be a light, like some things will be like a light bulb that goes off, but like you're not just going to be able to all of a sudden be one day, yay, I'm thriving. Right. After, you know, being however long in that survival mm -hmm. mode, you've got to take steps, but you've got to be courageous and strong and be willing to, to, to face it. And that's the thing is like, you're not alone and God is right there with you. Yes. Now I may not feel like that's the term that's been really weird in my head is the term is the feelings because feelings are misleading. Like the they Bible. are, they're the not Bible, facts. No, they're not. Um, but there's a sense, like I like using the word a sense and a presence. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I have a whole, even a playlist, but this was one of the biggest ver verses. Like a worship playlist? Yeah. Well, yeah, I did. I called yeah. it uh, renewal. Um, and that was <sighs> that I took with me to, that I created while I was in Scotland and doing all of this stuff. So like for me, I had certain things that I knew I needed to face and certain um, fear, the dark, like I knew I already yeah. knew some stuff I needed to deal with. My encouragement for you is that verse, be stronger and courageous and do the work. And no matter how long it takes, because it is a journey, God is not concerned mm -hmm. about the end. Like he knows what the end result's always yes. going to be, yeah. but he's more concerned about the journey and the process that yeah. we're going to go through yeah. to get there. And yeah. he's in no rush. Yeah. Because we know in the end, like we know the victory has been won. We know the battle has been won. Yes. And we know at the end, like, where we'll be, which is with him and we'll be like sanctified, whatever, we'll be perfect. Right. So while we're here, since we're not, he wants us to take this journey and Amen. be with us on it. But you oh my have goodness. to do the work. You do. Okay. So uh, before this conversation, I prayed and I was asking God, like, what verse do you want me mm -hmm. to bring in for Annie? And mm -hmm. like, what, what do you, what do you want? And the first verse on this like printout of all these verses that I have is do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord mm -hmm. rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's whatever hand, some guy's hand. <laughs> okay. okay. It's Zechariah 410 NLT, New Living Translation. And that's what you're saying is like, just start. Just start. You just, that's where God just wants us to start. He's like, that's the thing is like, especially me, I'm such an overachiever and I like the big picture and the big things. Yes. And he's teaching me about smallness and he's teaching me about like, you just need to take one little step. Let me guide you just one little step. Yeah. But you just have to have the faith and be willing and surrender it all at his feet. And like, we hear it all the time and we say it all the time. But as it goes back to like what I was saying, there's a difference between knowing it and then owning it. Mic drop. Like, yeah. Let's go. So you start small. Now I went big and I went to Scotland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I started with the small things internally that I knew. I also had um, a mentor, mama, friend, figure walk through a healing prayer, like yes. Bible study, like counsel with me through this. Good. No, I didn't. And that's the other thing. You cannot do it alone. Yeah. Now who you take with you is very important. Mm -hmm. I would suggest it be somebody that's not really associated with your everyday life. Okay. 
someone who can be that accountability we were just talking about that yeah. can speak into this, yes. but also has that non-judgmental who's just there to walk. Like they're literally, they're, they're just there to walk with you yep. and, and make, and while you're going through this hurt and this pain mm-hmm. to probe the questions, you know, to pray over you, but they're not, and to give you guidance, but not there to, as I'm saying, like judge you or like or condemn you, you, condemn you yeah. or like force you into going one path or the other. Yeah. They're honestly there just as an encouragement and a spiritual like walk guide. Spiritual. Man, the Holy Spirit is so kind and mm-hmm. he so meets us right where we are and exactly. he works through people and not mm-hmm. saying that everyone's going to be perfect because of the Holy Spirit. We're all, we all sin and fall short of the glory of God, mm-hmm. but just that understanding of the grace and the pace of God and mm-hmm. his Holy Spirit is not like snap, 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 snap. I mean, if he wants to do something, he's going to do it. He's going to do what he wants. But when we're in relationship, you mentioned the word layers mm-hmm. earlier, which I thought was kind of, I would love to hear a little bit more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like, you know, his pace is, is perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his pace, his timing is perfect. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, go ahead. So I was trying to find back in my journal, but I don't have the one that I took to Scotland. This is one that's like started a little a month later. Um, but yeah, the layers. So it's like, you might know like the bigger things that you're dealing with. So instance, I would just say, cause it's, it's happening uh, tomorrow is the anniversary of my dad's one year passing. Oh, I'm so sorry. He was great. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was time. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah, it was time. Um, he had a lot of health issues and it was just it, what needed to happen. He was ready. He was yeah. ready to go home. When your Jesus. body is done, yeah, your body done. is, is done. done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and he lived a good ripe it. Anyway, great. Um, it was, yeah. He was a really good dad. Yeah, he was great. Um, so with that, though, so this would be, so when I went to school and I was dealing with some of that grief. So that was like a recent big grief, right? Mm-hmm. But then you go dive into it and you start, oh, here are some trendy terms, the mother-father wounds. Yeah. And so going a little bit into my past is I was adopted. Okay. And I never knew my biological father. Really? So by starting with the grief of my adopted father, since he they adopted me at the age of nine, um, so yeah, he's he's my dad. Um, and then it dived into well, the abandonment of my birth father. Yeah. So it's like that's what I mean by layers is like you might start with something that's bigger that seems more on the surface yeah. and not like there isn't deep sorrow for my dad passing, but then it starts just diving into very root issues of birth father. So right. yeah, that's what I mean by layers is you're going to start with one thing and it's just going to peel off and then go down to like the root of core of fears and anxieties and stuff. And the important thing is, is that you're going through all of it with God. Right. Yeah. No, that's, no, that's exactly it. All you have it. to, you can't do it, especially when you start dealing with the dark depths of yourself and with sin, whether it's been sin that's done to you or sin that you have done. Yeah. You can't, I mean, yeah, you can't do it alone. Like no. God never calls us to be alone. That's why there's two by two in, in yeah. the ark. That's why Jesus sent out two by, like, yeah, people I like am him. not alone. You can declare yeah. that today. <laughs> yeah. Like even if you look at the prophets, Elijah and, and all of them, they all had somebody with them. Mm-hmm. So, and so it's like, not just God's with you, obviously, but it's he like, you, got, you need someone to walk with you through yeah. this. Yes. Um, Amen. Especially dealing with the layers, because that's when, when you start working on stuff, you know, Satan's going to come 
Yeah. Like that's one of the things is I have overthinking and a lot of anxiety. And so I spent a lot of time with those verses and coming up with like my mantra and my verses of lies that speak to the the truths that speak to the lies. So do you say that during the day? I have, yeah. I'm a like I'm over a lot, so I'm a coming into a new season of healing. Yeah. But this past year in that season of healing, yeah, it was like seven verses. And awesome. I have them in my journal and I would just pull them out. Like I started more or less. I'm horrible at memorization, so I'm paraphrasing them. But yeah. I got the gist of them, and I knew, yeah. okay, because I know this is the verse that combats that thought. Yes, and amen. Yeah, yeah. then you're able to overwrite it, and once you say it enough to yourself, it just becomes natural. Did you yeah. write that down, or how did you recognize? Yeah, no, I just wrote it down in my journal, and there's like several, um, not just then, but then I've been also been able to speak on it several times, and then I would just go back to it. Okay. It's like if I was dealing with that thought or that anxiety that day, yeah. um, I would just go back to it and go back and re read it. That's so good. Yeah, or oh put my it goodness. on your phone, whatever works for you. Like, I never got to the mirror with the sticky notes yet um, one day, but that's you know, that's, that's easy to do. When you, I mean, you already have a yeah. sticky note right there. You just put that bad boy up on your mirror. Oh then. yeah. And the thing is too, I'm a very much like a, a verbal person of like remembering. So the, I mean, repetition. And so the more yeah. that I speak about it, the more that I remember it myself. Yeah. So, Ditto. Yeah. So it's like the more that I was talking to some of my friends about everything that I was going through and sharing that with them. Yeah. The more that I would remember it and yeah. get it like, uh, I don't know. It would just solidify in my head because of that validation as well. That's beautiful. But going to, um, I think the verse that's applying for me right now in this current season, um, especially, uh, cause as I said, it's like, I'm so used to being like an overachiever and ambitious and forward thinking and, Hey, let's move forward. What do we need to do to keep yeah. moving and stuff? And which is not bad at all. Um, but then there needs to be some balance and knowing when you're in a season of quote unquote stillness yeah. or when you're in a season of rest, that's yes. been one of the words that's really for the past, like six years of my life, um, yeah. has been given to me, but like, I haven't really followed it until now. Um, I'm still learning. I don't know how to rest really. Yeah. And that's it. Relaxing is not something I know how to do. <laughs> I get so bored. I'm just like, I mean, I, I can yeah. sit and pray with God and like, yeah. enjoy that. And then it comes to a point where I'm like, I don't have any thoughts. Like, there. Oh, that's okay. That's what I'm learning is it's okay to have nothing going on, like mentally, or you're physically. That, yeah. that that's okay. And I'm so used to having to be like, no, I need to be productive, and I need to be doing this, and I need to be doing that. And it's like, but what oh, if you what? want to be doing it? <laughs> yeah, I guess like, if you need life. the rest, that's different. That's different. Yeah, and well, and rest looks different for everybody. That's the thing too is like sometimes there's some weeks where rest for me is going mountain biking or going cycling 20 miles, or yeah. you know being super active. And then there's some weekends where rest for me is being a burrito on my couch, <laughs> and that's. Okay. That's okay. Like I'm learning yeah. like that's acceptable behavior. Yeah. No one's going to criticize you for yeah. doing that. Yeah. Recharge. Like, re yeah. That's how you need recharge. Like I like to be around people. I don't have to talk to you, but I like to be around people. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just go over to a few friends house and just be your burrito and not talk. <laughs> and they know just they're fine. It. Yeah. Um, they're cool with it. They're cool with yeah. it. <laughs> I just show up. Yeah. Um, but it's learning what your rest looks like when and, and how to refuel that. Um, yeah. But right now, mine's more about learning how to physically and mentally be still. Yeah, be still um, and know that he is God. Yeah, exactly. And what, yeah, because you say that, I'm like, but what does that, just, what does that mean? You just know. Being still, and that's something too, is like yeah. being still, I've always thought of it as like, oh, I'm just stationary and nothing's happening. Nothing's moving forward. Nothing is, yeah. is progressing. No, everything in the Bible, it's still very active. Like, mm -hmm. and I'm sorry, I'm not like a Greek word person or whatever, but it's like it, being still does not mean that you're, you're not being 
productive because rest is being productive. Yeah. Like it, it is. It's just not an achievement that you get a gold star for. Think like about sleep. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So yeah. So it's like re kind of working that whole mindset that like rest is being productive. Mm -hmm. So giving you the energy so you can go do what God has for you to do. Yeah. Like works. Oh, girl, God's you speaking know. to me so much about that right now. Yeah. I don't even have words for it. It's like <laughs> no. the Sabbath, like there's a reason why God rested on the seventh day. Yeah. And as a culture, like I'm saying this as a culture, so I'm not like throwing myself out there, but I do not Sabbath well and I'm yeah. learning. Yeah. The same. <laughs> I mean, I will get, I will be on social media, not saying mm -hmm. that social media, whatever, Girl, I will strive on Sunday. And I don't know why. Why am I doing that? I need to rest. Like, well, it's while you're in like sales. Mm -hmm. it's, it's our type of personalities that's like that moving forward, trying to get the next. Yeah, it's harder for us to just sit and be chill. And just be chill. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Be, yeah. I'm learning. Well, well, that's a whole nother. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning okay. with you. But yes, the verse, Bible verse. Yes, but the verse please. that uh, spoke to me, so in a small group the other night, um, we were talking, it's uh, Matthew 25, and for, starting in verse 14, and it's the parable of the talents. Oh, yes. Um, and I hadn't really thought deep, deep in a long time about this parable. Um, yeah. But we were studying in church more about, like, um, what God's entrusted uh with us uh, to us mm. and so it's like relationships finances like all the things um and so i'm gonna read it real quick and, and then i'll go into the part that really like spoke to me so it's verse start 14 for it is just like a man about to go on a journey he called his own servants and entrusted his, his possessions to them to one he gave five talents to another two talents and to another one talent depending on each one's ability then he went on a journey. Immediately, mm -hmm. the man who had received five talents went, put them to work, and earned five more. Mm -hmm. In the same way, the man with the two earned two more. But the man who had received one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of his servants came and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five talents approached, presented five more talents, and said, Master, you gave me five talents. See, I've earned five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Mm -hmm. Share your master's joy. The man with two talents also approached. He said, Master, you gave me two talents. See, I've earned two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Share your master's joy. Then the man who had received one talent also approached and said, Master, I know you. You're a harsh man, reaping where you haven't sown and gathering where you haven't scattered seed. So I was afraid and went off and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. His master re replied to him, You evil, lazy servant. If you knew what I reap, where I haven't sown and gather where I haven't scattered, then you should have deposited my money in the with the bankers and I would have received my money back with interest when I returned. Mm. So take the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents for to everyone who has more will be given and he will have more than enough. But from the one who does not have even what he has will be taken away from him and throw this good for nothing servant into the utter darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Mm. So that's the whole parable. But the really the section that I want to focus on yeah. is in verse 15, really part B, if you looked at it. But to one, he gave five talents and the other two talents and to another one talent, 
depending on each one's ability. Okay. So that section, yeah. depending on each one's ability. So if you were going to go into like finances, yes, this is like dealing with money. Um, and the question that was brought up in small group was about like giving and what yeah. if I want to give more money to people, you know, whether it be homeless or whatever you're talking about, yeah. but I'm afraid of going in a deficit. And it's like, my opinion is like, well, God's never going to give you more than what you can give. Yeah. So you can apply that to whether that be time, energy, finances. Yeah. He's only giving you just what you need to give and he's never going to make you go deficit. And if you feel like you're going in the deficit, yeah. then that's not what God's given you to give. You might not be being a good steward of that. Right. You know, but, and maybe even if you want to give the home, like I'm just going to use the homeless guy as an example, maybe. Okay. So giving the homeless guy money would make, uh, make you go to that, the deficit. Maybe that's not how God wants to give yeah what God wants you to give to the homeless guy. Yeah. Maybe there's something else that he wants you to give. So it could be a prayer. It could be something else. He's never going to chapstick. (laughs) I don't know. Exactly. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying is like, not everyone is going to be giving the same. Exactly. But what I was applying, um, so that was the start of it. And then it led down a path for me is like in my current job position because of work grand opening and because of me going from the surviving to the thriving and like learning how to not necessarily slow down, but be at peace and be at still and relax in my job and taking each season for what it is. Um, the big questions that were coming to me, I was like, why I was getting frustrated at a certain point. I was like, okay, why aren't we moving faster? Or like, why aren't sales going up? Or why aren't we growing more in the community or whatever? And so, um, my questions, I'm just going to read what I highlighted. Um, God doesn't give you more than what you're capable of for that season. What am I doing with the talents that I have been given in this season? Amen. So like, yes, that right there. You are going to God and saying, God, things are not going the way that I envision Mm -hmm. them. I trust you with this. What do you want from me? Because the Lord knows the plans that he has for you. So you're pausing and saying, let me Mm -hmm. dial into the plans that you have for me. Right. Instead of focusing on the things that I want to do and I'm getting frustrated and I'm getting like, I'm tired and I'm exhausted and I have like no energy and bitterness is being created and all this. And then, so when we read that, I was like, wait a minute, have you given me the ability, do you have, do I have the talents to, and the ability to do what I want to do? And that's the question that I was doing. Is this the season to do what I want to do? And the, and the answer was like, no, because I looked at like how tired I am. Why am I tired? And all the other personal stuff I have going on. And I was like, no, God is giving me a season of stillness and rest before we start growing before, because there's some things that need to get some household work that needs to get done. Right. And so that's the talent. That's the talents that I've been given. Let's get this in order. This is the the strength and the ability that I have right now. Yep. So that way, when it is time to do all these things that I want to do and excited about, I will have the ability and the talents to do so. Yep. Um, yep. But I looked at it and I was like, no, I don't have the ability even like all these awesome things I'd love to do. I don't have the ability right now, whether it be finances or energy or mental or spiritual capacity, emotional capacity. I don't. So when you get to the thing that God is calling you to, you can share your master's joy. Like you just read. Exactly. Right now, I don't like in that time before I was like, I'm not, I was my whole thing. I was like, why don't I feel joy? And it's like, you have to lay everything at his feet to receive his joy. Like it's not just a feeling. It's his strength. strength. Right. And so, but it's, but I was like, I don't, I don't have this joy fulfillment. Like, but I did, but now I don't. Like, why yeah. is it? Well, it's because I'm using talents I haven't Lay been given. Lay it down. 
display you're like laying it down i mean yeah. you're yeah this story is so cool because you're being so real with us today and just saying like if you're holding something surrender it to god and trust him and like, you know when you're holding something because of the bitterness that's coming yes and the lack of quote-unquote joy yep because you're yeah. not like, yeah, I think sometimes we keep using the word joy is like this awesome feeling that we feel all the time. And no, it's not, joy is not necessarily going to always yeah. feel happy. That's yeah. a, like, no. but God we, is good. But that's that, joy right there. Right. And knowing <laughs> yeah. that. And so like, yeah, um, but that's, that's, yeah, that's really the verse part that I've been taking is the fact that no, I've not been given the ability to do A, what I thought. Mm -hmm. I've been given the ability to do B and that's that's the season that he wants me to. Exactly. And so by being a good steward and using what he's given to me, even though I know it's not my fullest potential, even though I'm not being used at the fullest extent of my talents. Yeah. Well, if I looked at it, it's because I, I can't, I'm not in that season. Yeah. I can't give you the full rank of my talents because that's not where God has me right now. Yep. I know yes. what I'm capable of, but that's not where God has me right now. Yep. Yeah. Hey, you're doing it. You're doing it, girl. You're doing a great job. Um, a couple words that you brought up in this conversation, I just wanted to read them back. You talked about how the church has been restored here, like how mm -hmm. this building mm -hmm. uh, was old and not being used and for mm -hmm. sale and not in great shape. And the building mm -hmm. was restored. You talked about how you went to Scotland and you feel like you've been renewed. Mm -hmm. You talked about the temple and how... God is good in it and that he builds you up, you know, like, mm -hmm. like the layers, like he's going to go with you through the different seasons from your past to build you back up again. Mm -hmm. I know I didn't say that like exactly like you said it, but it was just like, he, I don't know, just I, the, the visual of the building to me and being restored and mm -hmm. that our body is a temple, mm -hmm. you know, is like mm -hmm. really I'm taking away from this conversation the idea that we have to take care of our bodies mm -hmm. and like I'm in we're in this church the restoration that's happened here mm -hmm. is beautiful the good work that's happened here is awesome the good work that is continuing to happen out there mm -hmm. is awesome and I'm just so grateful to get to hear your story today so thank you for bringing us a story of a revival really That's really i didn't even like put all of that together <laughs> so i was just yeah. like oh these are my verses this is what but yeah you're you're totally right yeah and i think too it's going back to the church it's like okay what are the what, what are the talents that this church has been given yeah. and what is our ability to do what is our ability right now yeah and i think we're we're, we're getting there it's so simple and it, yeah well yeah <laughs> it's like what are, what's our ability yeah what is your ability right now what is your capacity to do right now what yeah. what's god laid obviously in front of you that you can that you can do with him yeah and he doesn't expect any more from you exactly oh my goodness what you begin. yeah the verse that just popped up in my head is trust in the Lord with all your mm -hmm. heart and don't lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight mm -hmm. like that's just what popped up mm-hmm he is so good. Mm -hmm. um, you are so awesome to oh, meet with us. Uh, yeah, thanks. Of course. Teamwork makes the dream work. I love it. I know. We, def time. we definitely work together. You make um, Wednesdays here with Bible Boss Babes oh. awesome. So God, is there God, anything please. else you want to share? I know connecting uh, with the Rex Cafe. 
Yeah, I mean, doing the plug-in shameless plug of following us at the Rex Cafe yeah. on social. Yeah. I really just come by and have a cup of coffee. We're open Monday through Saturday, mm -hmm. 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Yeah. Um, bring a few peeps with you. It, we're great. It's just low-key here. Yeah. There's no pretentiousness. Um, it's so cool. Yeah. The jams. And, and then just, like, have a conversation with me. Um, I love chatting. I probably chat more than I actually make drinks. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect which i'm fine with the well um, experience the well yeah, experience sip just, to soul yeah, that's like, what uh that's what we're here for so come say hi to us um and it's been a pleasure and enjoy chatting with you ricky it's been fun we've been like i see you on wednesdays but it's like fun to actually do this it is so, yeah. and share what god's doing in your life it mm -hmm. so enriches my soul it's like yes yeah. god like you meet people where they are and mm -hmm. then you bring them up and you put them on the firm foundation and then we get to go out and do yeah. cool things for your glory like experience this coffee shop so thank you um yeah. we're just gonna wrap up and pray and we always pray the same verse but i'm, I'm gonna pray one more verse so join mm -hmm. us in prayer wherever you are today just um let's pray um i'm gonna read a verse in this prayer it's mm -hmm. colossians 3 23 through 24 and it says whatever you do work heartily as for the lord and not for men knowing that from the lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward you are serving the lord christ father we just love you so much we thank you so much for being our boss you are our main man as my friend mckenna curtis says um we just love you so much and thank you for blessing us thank you for giving us gifts thank you for giving us talent and lord May we just do what you want us to do. Give us the ability to do what you want us to do, to serve your kingdom, to do whatever it is you want us to do for your glory. And Jesus, just decrease us and increase you. I pray for Annie. I pray for the Rex Cafe and just for the person listening that you draw us all closer to you. We love you so much. Thank you for this joy we get to experience today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi y'all, this is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs>